0: Welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this. Your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care, And your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for biweekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at KathyLvan.com forward slash Empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into to today's lesson. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver Cup Podcast. It's Kathy here. In my episode today, I want to talk through how to carry on when times are hard, or carry on when you receive more bad news or carry on when the challenges are so heavy that sometimes you just feel like you can't move on. It feels like nothing is going to change. I know as a caregiver, you feel this way on occasion. As a matter of fact, for the last, probably I'm looking at my calendar, two and a half weeks I have felt out of sorts The challenges have become heavier than they ever have been, and I feel like I don't want to go on. Unfortunately, bad news or challenges happen to people every single day. There are people experiencing national disasters or fires or family and friends dying because of this COVID virus. As a matter of fact, my husband had his coworker pass away this week. Or people are experiencing injuries or illness or deaths from car accidents or people are experiencing, or your, your loved ones or patients are meeting with doctors, and they're given the diagnosis that they never thought they would ever hear. So it's it's part of life. People are facing challenges and, and heavy days and change often. It's so hard. It's so hard. I have been through so many things in the past years. One of the most important ones or the biggest one was losing my dad to pancreatic cancer and having to continue to go on or having to help my mom who was grieving the loss of her husband or my spouse getting the cancer diagnosis times three and the the news that he can't have more chemotherapy, we have to go to another alternative, or my mom getting lung cancer, or seeing family and friends losing their newborn babies, or their house fires. I know it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. But I wanted to get across the fact that we all have experienced hard times. you know what hard times and challenges you're either experiencing right now or have experienced it in the past, and you know how hard and heavy it is. These past few weeks, like I said, have pushed me to feeling this like I like I wanted to hide away. I wanted to hide due to Dennis's upcoming, Uh, upcoming cancer treatments and stem cell treatments, but we both were struggling with influenza A. We originally thought we had COVID, um, but we found out that we had influenza A, and the influenza A has taken at least a week, if not two weeks, for us to even feel like we're civil again. And then being sick, and then having to think through the stem cell transplant process, which is going to take four to six weeks just for the process to go through, and up to six months of recovery for Dennis. And so it just becomes really heavy. All I want to do is feel sorry for myself. Can you feel it? Can you hear it? My voice and feel like no one else is going through this. And as a matter of fact, I have had my own pity parties where I stayed in bed, where I took naps, where I didn't want to go ahead and face the world. The thought of having to put my passions and my goals on hold, the thought of having to leave my home. My family, my doggies for weeks makes me so sad. I am such a homebody and I'm such a structured person. And when things are not structured and I'm not in the comforts of my home, anxiety sets in. I am I am afraid of what the future now will be. I have so many doubts and so many fears and so many questions that are racing inside of my head. Can you relate to a situation like that? The worst thing you can do though is, uh, is you, the worst thing you can do in challenging and difficult times is what I'm doing is hiding away, <laughs> but it's often what we do. We don't want to talk to anybody. We don't want to listen to anybody. They won't understand. We're telling ourselves they're not going to understand. They haven't experienced this, um, Or they're going to think you're just being silly or overdramatic. If I talk to somebody too, it's going to be painful. So laying in bed and hiding away feels so much better. But reality is, someone out there understands what I'm going through. Someone understands what you are going through. There are 7 billion people on this planet. There is somebody out there that has cancer or kidney disease or have been in an accident or have dementia, whatever it would be. It's true that there are other spouses going through cancer like Dennis is going through and other spouses that are getting transplants. There are other caregivers going through my situation, and better yet, Kathy needs to hear maybe even worse. It's hard for me to hear it, but it's true. Science has proven that the healthiest and most effective ways to get through tough times is to get support. It's to talk to family. It's, it's to talk to friends. It may be even talking to professionals. Thinking about what happens when somebody is going through a house fire or the tornadoes in Kentucky and Indiana and Illinois that just happened they get support from family and friends. They had community coming together. And after a tragedy is done, there's still support coming in like doctors and psychologists and bringing and offering support groups and bringing community together and offering therapy because it takes months and years to get through tragedies and challenging situations and and if, and if people don't go ahead and face what they're feeling, it's just going to keep stewing inside of them. <clears throat> the most important thing to sh- is to shift and feel. I'm trying to think about how to say this. The most important thing for me to do is shift and realize that I am not alone. And I have to face the reality. Somebody out there will understand it. And if you start talking about your experiences, you're going to start processing things. You're going to start realizing things. And it could be doing like I'm doing is talking on a podcast and sharing my experiencing experiences, going to, to social media groups like Facebook or Instagram, talking to family. It might even be going to and researching, going to the library and researching your situation or getting a book and reading about it if you don't want to go ahead And publicly talk about it. It starts with believing, starts with you believing this. You have to believe you are not alone. And you can't be alone in difficult and challenging times because it's not going to fix things. And can you see that I had to have my come to Kathy moment with myself? The second thing you can do is get through the challenge and hardship is to define the meaning of it all and really understanding the meaning. What I mean by this is don't let your family and friends define the meaning of your challenge. Ask yourself, what does this truly mean to me? What is actually happening and how is it affecting me? And it's not selfish to think it. And with Dennis' stem cell transplant, I know exactly, or I I shouldn't say exactly, I have a mapped calendar of of appointments and all of his procedures and what the process is going to be. But I, I didn't map out what does that mean to me? What, what am I going to do during those times? How is this going to affect me? Where am I going to be? How am I going to be feeling? Where you know Where is my mind, body, and spirit going to be? And there's no answer and there's no magic potion, but I have to define the meaning for me. It's really hard to find positive meaning and good out of hardships though, right? So that's why... It may take time to find the positivity in a situation. If someone told me right as my dad was passing away or even days and months after, you need to find the meaning of your dad's death, I think I would have flipped them off. I probably would have swore at them and said, You know, because people could say, I understand, and they do understand if they lost a loved one, but that's not what I needed to hear. I have to find the meaning through the hardship and the positivity through the hardship. And that may not come for like weeks or months or years, but once you reflect on it, and start finding little moments of positivity and little moments of positive meaning from your challenge or situation, you will get stronger. And it will teach you something and maybe even give you a new hurdle or a new purpose to go ahead and start thinking about. There will be something there for you, Just think about it. Maybe it will give you more patience or kindness, or you will find new love versus. What I was doing in the opposite side with Dennis's situation is I was thinking about, oh my gosh, how am I going to go ahead and have everybody take care of the house and take care of my doggies? And how am I going to work? And how am I going to be away from home? I was thinking all of the negative things happening versus what is this going to provide for me? Because... There's there's going to be things that I'm going to find through this journey that are going to be positive. So last night I was working through it. It might be something simple for you, but my doggies are like my family because my older kids are all growing. And so my dogs are my kids now. And they are my spirit animals. They are with me 24-7 pretty much. So last night I was working through how the the my sons, the two sons that live in town with me are going to take care of the dogs. And I realized after connecting with them that it wasn't going to work. And I love them dearly. And I understand my youngest has, they have a little baby and for them to actually physically come and stay at our house, we're taking the baby out of his routine environment, his bed, their routine environment. And then my oldest son works from, at, or my middle son works from at home across town, and he can't physically move all of his equipment over to my house and work from at home. It just it just didn't feel right to go ahead and and do this. Instead, I thought, well, maybe they just could be a backup. And so I started researching dog sitters. And was going to look through that because, or else it was just going to become a huge worry. So I went on to rover.com. I texted my brother, who used a dog sitter for a wedding that he had. And through it all, I found out that my nephew's wife um, would be willing to do this. And so we started texting back and forth. And What I found is that I felt so much warmth from this situation and felt so much better. And I didn't, I've never been open to asking family a lot for a lot. I haven't. And I need to get better at that and opening up to family and friends in my life. And so I think this is going to work. And that's just one idea of. Finding positive meaning in the situation and holding on to the good happening around you in difficult times. This may be just a drop in the bucket, but it's just a—it's one little piece that I think that I feel warmth that a family member is going to help us out. It may be hard to see all of it right now, but just make note of it, and when things are better and I think when things are going to start turning around I'm going to go back and reflect on the positivity the packages that are being dropped off at our door the 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 generous people that are are financially helping us right now the people that are supporting us by going ahead and sending us texts and cards along the way, the way. and I need to continue to keep focusing on that and stop letting the negativity the fear the doubts and stuff overshadow what's going to happen don't get me wrong i'm scared shitless i'm sh- i'm scared to death you have to but i have to realize uh you have the power of choice You can react to the situation, and I can react with anger and resentment and sadness and fear and doubt and anxiety, or I can choose to start transforming my energy into more positivity and really focusing on that. And to be honest with you, last week with being sick and having my negative energy, It was a chore just to take a shower every day. I didn't want to get out of bed. I did not want to. And I'll be honest with you I got out of bed. I took my shower. I was up for an hour. I went back to bed. And I got up for an hour. I went back to bed. There were days that I slept probably 18 hours. I just didn't want to face reality. Then, as the days went on, my goal was to take a shower and to cook dinner. So I went ahead and did that. If that's all you can do right now, you need to start small. And eventually then I pulled out my journal. So my, my thought for you is focus on three things each day during the difficult times. Don't set yourself up for this high accomplishment and achievement each day. Maybe it's journaling your thoughts is one goal. Maybe it's going for a walk with your emotions and with that energy and and doing that maybe it's reading a chapter or finding uh, finding information about the way you're feeling maybe it's listening to a podcast but just keep moving or maybe it's calling a friend and talking to a friend take those emotions and do something with them eventually your actions will move your emotions to positive space and it took me 10 days, 10 days. How many times in your caregiving have you heard the words new normal your new or your new reality? And I kept saying, well, Kathy, this is your new normal. This is your new reality. But you know what? It ticked me off. It made me mad. I didn't want to have a new normal. I'm sure people are feeling this way with Covid. We don't want any more new normal. It's true that life is no longer as it once was for us as caregivers. If you are going through new challenges, your daily routines have changed. And so has your thought process. <laughs> i I am so structured and i have I have my home life figured out to down to a T. I have certain laundry days. I have certain cleaning days. I have grocery and errand days. I have Amazon delivered on certain days of the month. I have my job hours worked out. I have my working and I work at home. I do my business on certain hours and certain days. And even on Sunday fun days, that's my mom's day and our routines. Well, If I had a deck of cards right now, I'd flip those deck of cards up and throw them all over the room because, well, now that's all changing. And most adults, and me included, we hate change. We don't like it. We don't like it. We get so comfortable with routine. How many of you park in the same spot when you go to the grocery store or you sit in the same seat uh, at—even when we we exchange Christmas gifts— um, our family. We all sat in the same spot for Christmas exchanges that we did last year. So we're so routine as, a, as a, a human culture. And so instead, I'm going to look at this differently. Now, I'm going to call it a new chapter or a new beginning. It makes me feel better to say new chapter or a new beginning in my life right now. The definition of a new beginning is a start. The point at which something begins or something new begin. So it's not all peaches of cream because a new beginning is filled with apprehension, anxiety, fear of the unknown. Think about kids going to school in the first day of school. That's that's apprehension, anxiety, and fear. Don't most new beginnings, though, start this way? And that's what a new beginning is. I think I prefer the term new beginning. Just the words alone bring me, and it sounds like hope. The new beginning that Dennis and I have—Dennis as the cancer uh, patient that's looking for a cure, and me as the caregiver—will ex- will experience, and it'll include confusion but not knowing exactly how the path will go is going to be another piece. We will ask a lot of questions along the way and some will make sense and others not worth the thought of the question. In this new beginning, it's going to be nerve wracking emotions coming into play. Things will settle down in due time, but until then, it's one day at a time. So if you are going through a new challenge, maybe you think of it this way. We've heard that before, right? One day at a time. The new beginning will have a few obstacles here and there, sometimes more here and sometimes more there. But with perseverance, I'll see the fight I never knew I had. You will see the fight you never knew you had in you. With each new beginning, you learn something new, how much stronger you were than you ever imagined. You're grateful for another day, another chance at life as you continue to fight your fight or continue to help your loved one with the fight. Those new beginnings can bring sadness with an un- unexpected setbacks, but it can give you hope for a recovery. New beginnings can let you see the simplest things in a different light, a new appreciation of something you used to take for granted. I know that I'm going to see this. Each day is an opportunity for a new beginning, and I don't want you to forget that. If you're going through a challenging time, you can say, today is my new beginning. So there is a philosopher, and I don't know how to pronounce him, it's Lao, and his last name is T-Z-U. He's a philosopher and a poet, and he quotes, "...new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. They certainly can be. However, each day is a new beginning to start over." Your new beginning is your life. If you are having a bad day, struggling, maybe having setbacks, having trouble coping, remember another new beginning is on the horizon. It's called tomorrow. So I hope this helped you because I know that caregivers are put on this highest pedestal to be the best that they can be. And when I feel like I fail, when I feel like I let down my loved one, or I'm not at my best, I feel like I'm a failure. And we can't think that way. We have to realize we are human too. We are going through challenges too. And when I went ahead and started researching and really coming to reality, I think the new beginning gives us hope. And so my friend new beginnings are on the horizon each and every day. So if you need to go ahead and start at your new beginning in your life tomorrow, I'm here to support you. Love you and have a good rest of the day. And we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Bye for now.